Hey everyone, welcome to the Project Grateful Living podcast. I am your host, Sanya, and today I wanted to talk to you about how we can deal with, cope with, and heal from the emotional exhaustion that so many of us are currently feeling. Let's just take a moment to recap what's been happening over the past weeks and months. So first up, we're currently in the middle of a global pandemic and there's no cure and there's no vaccine. That is emotionally exhausting. And then layered on top of that, racism and social injustice are now at the forefront. And issues from both the past and the present are finally, finally, finally getting some well-needed attention. However, everything that comes along with that has also been emotionally exhausting. So understandably, most of us are feeling emotionally depleted right now. And while I don't have a magic cure to fix all of this, I do have a plan on how to deal with it. I spent the past few days doing some research and doing my own self-reflection and trying to find ways that I can personally use to not only have enough mental and emotional stamina to weather these storms, but also the stamina to be prepared for whatever other storms are coming for us around the corner that we haven't even seen yet. And what I found is that when you focus on self-care and self-healing, not only do you have more emotional energy, but just as important, you also have the mental clarity. So you're able to start working towards solutions and being part of the change that you want to see. So I've broken down what I've been doing into a four-part strategy, and I really wanted to spend this podcast sharing that with you. My hopes are that you'll find some helpful tools and resources that you can apply to your own life and start feeling more empowered, um, a little bit more energized, um, and hopeful about tackling the day ahead. So let's get started. So the first thing I did when I started working on how can I get some more emotional energy back was simply acknowledging that I wasn't okay in the first place. I think for a lot of us who are in roles where we're typically expected to be together uh, because we set the tone for our families or for social circles or perhaps in a professional environment and you have to kind of give a certain persona because that's what's required and you're busy so you really don't have time to deal with any other emotions because you have a job to do Um, when you're in one of those roles it is very difficult to simply admit that you're not okay Um, but it's such a critical step because you really can't start working towards being okay until you acknowledge that you're not so repeat after me it's okay to not be okay Let's just say that one more time so so it can really, you know, bring let's bring it home. It's okay to not be okay. It really is. So if you are thinking I'm just going to hide these emotions away in my back pocket somewhere and deal with it when it's convenient, I'm here to tell you that's not the best thing to do for your health because when you try to tuck emotions away, they fester. And they eat you up from the inside and they bring in the breakouts and the bad headaches and the high blood pressure and the agitation and the difficulty sleeping and everything else that goes along with that. So your best bet is to simply acknowledge how you're feeling so you can start dealing with how you're feeling. Because once you can acknowledge, I am not okay, that starts a dialogue. And I strongly recommend that once you acknowledge that, then you start finding safe spaces where you can share how you're feeling. That could be talking to a close friend or a confidant. That could be um, speaking to a life coach or a counselor. If you're religious, that could be speaking to a spiritual teacher, like perhaps a pastor or a, pre- or a priest. It could be joining an online support group 
or perhaps even just writing in a journal. But once you've acknowledged that you're not okay, it's really important to start talking through those feelings that you're having because you have to get it out. But the good news is, as intimidating as that might, might seem, once you acknowledge it and start talking about it, the real healing begins and you can finally get some real work done when it comes to your emotional health. All right, so now that you've acknowledged how you feel and you've talked about how you feel, then it's time for step two, which is you got to recharge those batteries because talking about it and sometimes just, just to prepare you, sometimes when you start talking about how exhausted you feel and how not okay you feel, you kind of feel, yes, it's a good release, but you kind of feel just as exhausted, right? You start feeling really tired because that's that's heavy. Yeah, that's heavy to talk about. That's heavy to get out. Um, so how do you recharge? How do you get energized? How do you start feeling ready to tackle what comes next? Well, there are a few things that I personally done that have been profound when it comes to recharging. The first one is meditation. Now, before you say, Sanya, how on earth can I meditate when we're in the middle of a pandemic and there are protests and demonstrations happening every day? How, how am I supposed to clear my mind and pretend that's not happening long enough to meditate? That doesn't even make any sense. And guys, I'm with you. I agree. Like how on earth are you supposed to do that? And I'm not saying to do that because the reality is there's been some people, even some gurus who've been meditating for decades and they can't quiet their mind. So that's not what I'm recommending here. When I say meditate, I'm simply saying find a spot to be still and be quiet and to focus on your breathing. And as feelings come, let them come, then let them go. As distractions come, let them come and let them go. And simply focus on your breathing. If you can do that for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that's amazing. If you can do that for five minutes, that's amazing. Start small. Find a corner somewhere where people will leave you alone. You might find that it's your bathroom. <laughs> You might have a room where you can go to, a closet you can hide in. Maybe you have to tuck out and go to your car, wherever that space is. Just find somewhere where you can get centered, you can get still, you can focus on your breathing and start with five minutes. Up next, nature. I don't even know how it works, but I know it works. Nature is magic. It really is. If you are in a spot where you can get to a park, and just touch a tree and listen to some birds chirping, smell a flower or two. Wow, that is incredibly healing. Nature provides us with an energy source that cannot be replicated in any other way. Uh, so if you can get to a park, try to get to a park. Um, if you can get to a park because there's not one near you or perhaps you're in a concrete jungle, are you close to um, a garden supply store? And you can just walk the aisles. And look at the plants there that has the same impact. Or if you're able to bring a little piece of nature home with you, I personally just started buying a few plants. Um, if you could just get yourself one plant, and I'm not talking flowers where they've cut the stems and it's slowly dying. I'm talking about a plant, something with roots, where you can nurture it and take care of it. Uh, that is such an amazing thing when it comes to bringing back your energy and reconnecting you to source. Um, so if you, can, if you can get a plant, that's amazing. If you can go out to somewhere where plants are, whether that be a park or a garden supply store, I definitely recommend doing that. Um, you will not regret that. 
Up next, oh, it almost pains me to say it, but it's important. Exercise. I say it pains me to say that because personally, if I'm being completely transparent and honest, I don't like to exercise. I really don't. But I'm smart enough to know that exercise is critical to having any level of health, longevity, mental clarity, peace of mind. I mean, you name it. Exercise is one of those things you just have to get on board with, you know, and if you're thinking, okay, fine, I'll do it. (laughs) If you love exercising, this is great. Just do you, right? But if you're my little group of people who are thinking, oh, I don't want to exercise, but fine, I'll do it. But I don't have access to a gym. I don't have any equipment. So I guess I'm out, right? Not so fast. Um, Luckily, we're living in a time of YouTube where you don't need anything but your body. And you can go online right now and find a workout from five minute abs to one hour yoga and everything in between. You can find a workout for your fitness level that is completely free that requires no equipment. Find something that's fun. Maybe it's dancing. Um, Maybe it's like taking on uh, Tai Chi or Taekwondo or something. Um, But you got to find a way to move your body. You have to. And, And do it every single day. Up next... You know, stay educated. Now, this one comes with a caveat, right? Um, We all know that if you consume too much news, you will, (laughs) that will suck any kind of energy off of you and probably give you major anxiety and put you in even a worse spot because the news cycle is, wow, it, it sucks your energy and it's also very addictive, right? So pull away from that. So I'm not saying by any stretch to, all of a sudden throw yourself in the news media cycle because that's not healthy. But what I'm saying is be educated. I know for me personally, uh, when COVID-19 just hit the news circuit, I'm talking early March, when no one knew what was going on, uh, I didn't have a lot of information about what COVID-19 was. So I just made up my own little stories in my head and listened to this little rumor here, this little rumor here. And I was getting very fearful and very anxious. And then I started to get educated. I started looking for the credible sources of information that was simply lay out specifically, here's what's happening and here's what you can do and here's what you cause, here's how you can reduce your risk. And the second I had those facts, I had a big exhale, like, okay, this is a horrible situation, but I feel like I have a little bit more control because I have a greater understanding of what's happening. So when you're in scenarios where you're thinking to yourself, I am feeling overwhelmed by all that's happening, Start educating yourself on what exactly is happening and what is needed to fix a problem, but more specifically, what you can do to fix that problem. That brings all the power back to you and not on anything else. And you start having this energy resurface, a, a, a revival of energy in a way, uh, because you're finally realizing, I have more power than I thought I did. And now I know that I have a base that I can use to do good. And that leads me to step three, which is taking action. I know for me personally, when I saw those scenes on TV and I saw thousands of people on the streets protesting, I thought, wow, I wish I could be there. You know, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to because of my circumstances. Um, And for a second, I felt kind of powerless, like, geez, you know, you see those sheer numbers, people have to stop and take notice. But I wasn't a part of those numbers. And I just thought, what am I doing? 
and but just for a second then I realized hold on a minute there's actually quite a lot I can do so when you're feeling powerless and you're feeling weak and you see a major cause that you care about don't be discouraged find a way to help and in this case for me um Racial injustice is something I care about deeply. So I figured, okay, what organizations are doing the work? You know, a quick search revealed to me that the Bill Project was bailing out innocent protesters that were oftentimes illegally detained. Um, The NAACP has been there for a very long time fighting for social justice and and equal treatment. Uh, Black Lives Matter has created a movement that will go down in the books as such a driving force for change and for empowerment in the black community and recognition that our lives have worth and value. Um, the Southern Poverty Law Center, full, fighting for legislation and improving conditions for everyone. I mean, and that's just, that's just a handful. I mean, there's so many others out there. So if you're not able to be um, in a protest, or maybe you are, but you feel like you're not doing enough, you can also align yourself with a nonprofit. And whether you're donating um, time you know, they need phone campaigners, they need people on email campaigns and text campaigns and all of that. And maybe they need some administrative support. But they also need financial donations too. So if that's something you can give, that's another way you can help the community. Something else you can do, and I'm speaking specifically to my friends and my listeners in the black community right now. We currently have an underrepresentation of us in just about everything. We need more black politicians, judges, police officers, scientists, doctors, entrepreneurs, business owners, nail shop owners, I mean, chefs, um, restaurant owners, um, executive producers, record labels. I mean, you get the idea. We, if, there's a, if there's an industry, we're needed. Um, and that's fantastic news because it means that you don't have to change who you are to fit into some box where the need is. The need is everywhere. So what all you need to do is tap in to who you are, figure out what your purpose is, what your passion is, what your strengths are, and be phenomenal. Be phenomenal. Be excellent. Master your craft. Be really, really good at what you do and find a way to serve the black community with those talents. And as you continue to be excellent and as you continue to grow and as you continue to serve our community as part of whatever you're doing, find a way to pull one of us up with you, whether that's by mentoring or by getting an intern, um, offering an opportunity to someone, showing someone the way or the path. You have a unique opportunity as you excel to bring someone along the journey with them and show them what's possible. So once again, when it comes to action, Support the causes that are already taking action and then be your best self so you can serve the community and pull someone along the ride with you. You know, if any, if that, if that is not the definition of power, I mean, I don't know what is. That is such a powerful thing that you can do. And I hope that by hearing that and looking into seeing, hey, what do I do well? What can I offer? What can I thrive at? What can I bring to my community? I'm really hoping that this step here, this action step, makes you feel empowered and ready to take some form of action. And that brings me to my fourth and final step. Practice gratitude. You know, there is a a common understanding in the law of attraction that says whatever energy you put out is energy that comes back to you. 
So when you focus on being grateful, you end up with more things to be grateful for. And I strongly believe this to be true. I've also seen the studies and the research work that has been done that proves that when you focus on gratitude, your life tends to seem to be a little bit better. It just is, you know, it just does this whole thing, does this whole things work. It doesn't mean that you're downplaying the things in life that are not going well. It just means that you're able to shift your focus internally and externally to things that are actually working. Because at the end of the day, we all have a whole lot to be grateful for. And on some days, it's going to be really easy. You can just be like, oh, I am so grateful. I am so fortunate. Let me write a list. I mean, I feel it. Other days might be tough days and you have a hard time figuring out, what can I be grateful for? I'm just in a dark place. And on those days, I want to encourage you to keep things really simple. Like, if you can take a breath without the assistance of a machine, that's something to be grateful for because lots of people can't do that right now. Um, if you're able to hear my voice, that's something to be grateful for. A lot of people don't have the gift of hearing. If you're able to understand what I'm saying because you're not um, suffering from a traumatic brain in- um, injury, that's something huge to be grateful for. Um, a lot of people don't have that chance. You know, so on the days when it's tough, keep it simple, but find a way to focus on gratitude. For me personally, I have reminders in my phone. And every morning when I wake up, the first thing I say is thank you because I woke up. (laughs) And every night before I go to bed, the last thing I say is thank you because I made it through another day because every single moment is a gift. And when you're able to focus on gratitude and focus on what works well, it opens so many doors to you and provides you with so much energy and stamina to face the world and to make a difference. All right, that's my message for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode or any suggestions that you have on any future episodes you'd like to hear me talk about. So please head on over to my website, projectgratefulliving.com. From there, you'll see links to my email as well as all my social media platforms so we can stay in touch. Until next time, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always be grateful.